just testing you to see if you could read lips and some of you guys seem like you passed and maybe some of you failed all right <laughs> drew babita jose eugene welcome in uh, nice to have you guys here on the show we have a hot mic there said so yeah and, uh... <laughs> well you got to hear from our producer julia who was cussing and fussing because the audio decided to have some issues. So I love that. <laughs> Julia, ironically, is on her first union show. She does a great job here at PHOI Sports with all of our shows. And we brought her over to the union. And clearly, she fits right in with us, JP. Because I love it. she came over here with a potty mouth and ready to get the potty started. <laughs> That's a real Philly girl. We love that. Let's go. <laughs> this is hilarious. She's turning, she's turning oh, so red. You just all right, too much listen, fun here, guys. Listen, guys, we've got a great show for you today. If you can't tell, by the way we started it's only up from here great show lined up for you today because the soccer world's been buzzing and i feel like i'm seeing so many updates not even just from the philadelphia union with their recent signing and news but also from the mls but also from the worldwide sports itself where we're seeing uh, a lot of updates messi versus ronaldo we're seeing Concacaf champions cup we're seeing fifa and there's some u.s women's national team news that i have to share hey. with you guys because it's been uh, a wild fun time in the soccer world yes eugene Krabs, julia is the yeah. Eagles producer as well eugene Krabs knows knows everybody here at phoi for the most part um <laughs> julia's winning mvp but oh, yeah. listen jp uh it's also been a crazy day because not only did we start off with some fun here Apparently, we're not the only ones having fun. Before we even get into soccer, and I know we have our guest, Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad Street, who's crossing through the, the traffic right now, working his way to the show and going to be joining us shortly. Literally crossing broad. Um, literally <laughs> crossing broad as we speak, actually, to get here to the show. We also had somebody else I wanted to get into on some excitement in uh, at Penn Station. I don't know if you guys saw the news we were talking about before the show began. Yeah. That a bull... Mm -hmm. was running loose through Penn Station. <laughs> I have I have stopped at Penn Station a number of times for work um, and sometimes for fun if I just go into the city. And yeah. I just can't wrap my mind around how a bull possibly got into the track, onto the tracks, not just in Penn Station, down on the tracks. There's a lot of stairs you have to go down. They have the turns, whatever those turnstalls are. They've got doors. Like, how did the bull get past so many people? Or I'm going to propose another question to you, JP. Okay. Did it come from a different stop? Oh, and it's coming from like okay. Connecticut or something. <laughs> the Connecticut and it bull. got off at Penn Station. I mean, I think <laughs> there's only one logical answer here. I think this is a fan. And listen, I, I hate giving this team credit, but it's a fantastic marketing tactic by the <laughs> New York Red Bulls just to announce their signing of Emil Forsberg. Obviously, Fabrizio Romano reported that this morning, but I found it was very interesting. Obviously, the Red Bull, as we know, they have a tough time marketing that team to begin with. So let's just put a bull right in the Penn Station. That's going to draw attention. <laughs> They're going to be trending on Twitter and whatnot. But yeah, it was a lot of fun for a lot of us MLSers because I think a lot of us who love this league went right to the Red Bull considering it, the proximity of Red Bull Arena. But is it's it fun. Red Bull gives you wings? <laughs> <laughs> is it too soon? Like, where are 
the people I would be jumping on this if I'm Red Bull, if I'm Red Bull oh Arena, if I'm if I'm the Red Bulls, like you need to jump on this because there is an actual bull <laughs> roaming Penn Station. Like that's wild, but it would be a great social media, you know, plan to have right. around the bull that's running through the Penn Station. I Red Bull get get on it. It's free marketing for I mean, I you. Hate to give you guys help, but like here you go. We're literally giving you the plan here. <laughs> you have an actual bull. Take the footage. You have some exciting news around your team for once. Like drop it like it's hot. Get the Red Bull gives you wings going. Get something happening. So uh, how about Tom Bogart? So I think on the same line during. He would be. <laughs> yeah, right. He would be. Breaking news. Bull. Red <laughs> Tom Bull. Tom is bull. everywhere. By the way, so much that he's on the at Penn Station with the bull that's running loose. Like he would be of all the places in the world to be at the specific time would be at that specific spot. Holy moly. But um, <laughs> yeah. Julia's drinking some Red Bull, guys. Julia's drinking there Red Bull. There you go. There you go. All right. Oh, listen. my God, Eugene. <laughs> you should really snakes on the train next. Well, I mean, if you're going with a marketing plot and you want to have a mascot that fits your team, snakes are that, – that, that makes sense for the, for the union. 33 station, That'd bunch of snakes on the loose. But also bull is terrifying, too. Like, a, Okay, okay, wait. Would you rather have a bull or a snake running, like, or sli- slithering? Um, ooh, that's a tough slithering one. Slithering or running loose. Snakes on a train. We're making a movie out of it. I like it. Call Saint now. <laughs> Wait, what was the segment outline? These mother- I had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather, JP? I'm not letting you get out of this question. Wow, a this bull or a snake? You're on. Pen- you're 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 walking through Penn Station. It's a random Thursday, and an animal comes across your sight line. Mm. Would you rather be a bull or a snake? I think I'm gonna go with the snake here because I can't get I can't skate the bull I can't out muscle the bull at least with the snake I might have a chance to step on him grab him by the neck but yeah I don't I'm going with the snake this it's a lose 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 situation here. So being that I'm wearing these like red boots, um, I don't yes. think I stand a chance with the bull. But but the bull I don't know actually I don't know snakes something ah, I can't really see it as well. I could see Renee just getting on top of it and riding I'm it. Like a she's at PBR. About it. I'm, yeah, I think I'm trying to like tackle the bull. We should test this. We should go I'm, to PBR and then see how long. A lot was it Garrett Stubbs that did it? Yeah, or, or, I've yeah, rode that bull just... many times. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> do, 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 do. Listen, I don't think I. I actually think I would rather the bull because I think I can see it better. Now bulls are also very very fast, but also snakes are very like deceptive. But I don't know the snake would attack me right away, actually, now that I think about it. Like, I think a bull attacks you. They smell They smell fear. They're they're gone. They're gone. Okay, I hate to continue this this derailing that we so have. I, really um, I just want to end. <laughs> <laughs> can't get here soon. I just want to end because we actually have a lot of soccer topics to get in today, and our show is definitely going to go over. So I hope you guys are ready. Um, oh, man. I have a toy. My, my nephew has a farm, or my niece, they have, like, mm-hmm. toys, and they had a toy bull that was like in the farm and it okay. actually had like all the parts like balls and everything. So I'm like scarred from bulls because I, okay. it was, this was like, this literally happened in the last like 24 hours, which is why it's super fresh in my, okay, not 24, maybe like 72, but it's very fresh in my brain as we're talking bulls. It's been like a week of bulls, bullshit. <laughs> Makes sense. It's been a week of bullshit because I was literally like, why is there a bull, a toy for like children with <laughs> balls? 
It was a precursor to your It week, was a precursor. Right? Little did I know days later a bull was going to be run through Penn Station. I All right. believe in that. Well, guys, welcome to PHY Union Podcast, where we yeah, talk yeah. about a little bit of everything here. So it's been uh, a wild start to the day, and it only gets wilder. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad joining us shortly, but we also have so much to get into. Let's dive right in with the Philadelphia Union. And I know you guys are excited about this conversation, but we're moving on. Uh, so the Philadelphia Union made a signing of their own today. Uh, the news broke actually this afternoon while I was snacking on my lunch. And uh, they bring in Academy product Nick Periano and Periano, who has been a home as a homegrown midfielder, has had a successful collegiate run, uh, played at Duke University at 20 years old, uh, graduated from YSC Academy, becomes the 21st homegrown player in union history wow. and uh, has a lot of great appearances and and accolades to his name so uh in 72 matches with duke in his four years had 57 starts scored 10 goals 26 assists started in all of his matches a senior year and has been someone that's been of uh, you know actively working through the youth process on a number of different aspects of his career whether it was playing uh you know with the union academy or playing also with the u17 u15 u17 u19 squads uh has had been a, a big part of just what the future is for the union and a big product of how mm -hmm. the union developed players. He's also been a part of the youth national summits and camps. And so to see him be signed on a two-year contract guaranteed through 2025 with club options for 26 and 27 was, ex was, was cool news. It was cool news. I know Ernst Tanner was saying we've watched Nick develop throughout his time with union Academy and into a productive and successful collegiate athlete. We're excited to now bring him home to the union. Yeah, and he's yeah. a very versatile midfielder who can play with both feet and has the ability to read the game well. And at 20 years old, how he was talking about how Nick is a promising talent for the pathway to the pros and that they look forward to his development in our system. So, JP, as the news broke about mm -hmm. the signing of Nick to the union uh, for the two-year contract, thoughts on... Um, you know, what this means for Nick and, and overall for the union. Yeah, I mean, these type of signings, like, what do you, like, actually make of it? Because, like, how, how many people watch Nick Periano play at Duke, right? Like, how many yeah. union fans are watching Duke soccer? How many union fans are, you know, engulfed in YC Academy stuff that's going on? I know some people are, but, like, <laughs> realistically, how many people are? So you kind of are just going with the grain of salt. You're going off what Ernst Sanders telling you. You're just going off with the stats and transfer markets telling you. But mm -hmm. overall... You know, we talked about it. What are we going to do at that central attack and midfielder position, right? So not a lot of depth behind Gazek. You ran with Joaquin Torres a lot last year. Right. This is not a move, I don't think, for next year. I think this is another one of those moves that you're looking more towards the future, just like with Flora and just like with Ngabo as well. Mm -hmm. Now, with Periano, I get excited for two things, the versatility and the fact that this kid can play with both feet. So... And obviously, there's. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but <laughs> one of my dreams for the union has always been to see more of a free flowing style four three three. Oh, love a four. Obviously, three. we can still do the press. You can still do that high press. And when I hear a versatile midfielder, especially with a ta an attacking prowess like this, plays with both feet, I get excited about that uh, idea. Maybe that dream one day we can change our philosophies and go more towards that. But mm -hmm. overall, this is a kid developed here in Philly. Did his did what he needed to do at Duke. Obviously, he wants to go back to the Philly route. And that right there, the fact that so a lot of yeah. these kids who have other options do want to continue development here with the Philadelphia Union. And I think that's a big part about it. Obviously, we're trying to continue that development. Brandon Aronson kind of started that with the 10s. You saw what mm -hmm. Fontano was able to do. Um, you know, Paxton Aronson as well. So hopefully 
he can follow that in suit. You still have Jeremy Raffanello here as well. Yeah. But welcome, Periano. I, I like it. I like it. Listen, um, I, first of all, I like the fact that you guys pay attention so much that not only do you enjoy our times where we go left, because, you know, as much as we love talking about the union and love talking about soccer, we're here weekly. And so we're going to have some other banters. And I like that you guys just jump right in and entertain it. And also, apparently, so much that you guys know us well enough that people know I have a cold. This is the second time. It happened earlier in this show also where I got called on. Someone was like, oh, Renee's got a cold. And Babita was like, mm, you need some <laughs> Take some care chai, of yourself, some guys. Rest, some tea. I agree. Listen, I'm, it is C. what it is. Yeah, I'm, I got it. It's the season. Everybody's sick this time of year. So, um, but that being said, as you guys know, we've talked about this many, many times on the show and how the team is so focused on development and bringing in homegrowns and having them be able to work through the system and progress to be a main part of the team in the future. And this is another one of those moves. I mean, we just talked about it with Isaiah on Tuesday and we've talked about it many times before. It's, it's cool to see. I'm just hoping let's have these small signings for the union with the hopes of something bigger in the future. Like I'm fine with you signing Nick. I'm fine with you signing Isaiah. I'm, you know, I'm fine with Sanders. I'm fine with these moves, but uh, this is not at all going to solve major problems. It does give you youth. It does give you hopefully some depth that these are guys that mm-hmm. can give you some fresh legs that can give you, uh, as the season progresses, m- meaningful minutes. I know on Twitter, I was talking to somebody, um, after our show, uh, one of our clips that went out, we got into talking and they're like, okay, yeah, but let's also get these guys playing earlier. And I do think that's a big part of it too. Bring in these young guys and find time to get them meaningful minutes in games, uh, whatever that may look like. And so with the way that the schedule is, you look at the 51 games last year, you love to see these guys get more minutes earlier on to find their way. And also now you can see, okay, maybe they're not a good fit. If you're Joaquin Torres, maybe you try them out earlier. You find out it's not a great fit for our system. You can move in a different direction versus having, you know, them called on in the later parts of the season. So I'm all fine with bringing in some young guys. And now as you get through the, start of the 2024 that you can maybe work them in here and there and see how they fit. But I would also love to your point. I love a good four, three, three. It'd be nice to see the union, um, figure out whatever that main formation is four, three, 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 five, two, four, four, two diamond midfield, whatever it looks like. And so with these pieces, let's solidify what that formation is for them as well. Yeah, I, I definitely would love to just see that. Obviously we need some different type of players. This is our huh. Christmas wish list. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, you know, one thing I want to address here, because I, I do know that a lot of people were upset because, you know, the first signings you're hearing is in Gabo mm-hmm. during the store in the end of the season. Um, we heard LaFleur earlier this week, and now we're hearing Periano. And obviously these are young players, and obviously these aren't household names within the MLS, let alone the whole entire world. So I do understand kind of the impatience and like, the you know, the restlessness that the fan base mm-hmm. does feel. But I think one thing to remember is that Ernst kind of alluded to this, and this is how the union, especially under Ernst and Jim, are going to be. It's going to be an emphasis in development with the youth. The youth is the most important part of this club. Correct. And I am with fan bases, with the fan base with that. I do believe that they need to make bigger moves, but I'm also more patient. I don't remember the union ever making big signings in December, like ever. Mm-hmm. I know we don't make big signings in general, but I mean, I think like Cooling Caranza two years ago was a big signing that happened during December. So it's not something that typically does happen here with the union. So mm-hmm. I think like, look, obviously we're not happy with, what happened at the end of the year. Right. We're obviously not happy with the fact that we don't spend a lot of money, especially when you see with what's going on with Miami. You see what is going on here with signing Messi and those type of players. Union fans want the same thing as well, but mm-hmm. have some patience. We're sticking to what we do know, and those type of players will come along. Yeah, exactly, and that's where you can afford to just, 
you know, take a look at, at these moves, kind of watch them as they play out. Uh, but knowing that none of these are going to be moves that are going to shake shake things up drastically. It's yeah. going to take time. And, you know, right now it's about giving these guys some time to rest. It's been a crazy long season. They've, they've logged a lot of minutes. Give them time to rest, seeing how you can get some of these younger guys signed and put into a position where maybe you can now start to plan for the future, you know, and that's the exciting part. And you know what else is exciting is our special guest is here, guys. He's Cross Broad Street. He worked in the traffic. We've got Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad. Yeah. Holy crap. Did you, was it a bull out there that caused the traffic? There's a bull at Penn Station. I don't know if you no, read it. No, it may as well have been. No, gee, I, no, it was impressive. I think I, I ran into everything that Philadelphia has to offer. I think it was like, it was a SEPTA bus. There's a cement mixer. I think we got two school buses there. Yeah, it was actually very impressive. If, uh, in the, a bad way. I'm sorry. I hate being late. I hate being late. It's okay. We're going to get okay. the article from Crossing Broad. Going into PH1 Sports <laughs> Studios, how difficult it can be with Philly traffic. This yeah. time of day is really rough, though. Yeah. Like, well, I try not to ever be out in Philly if I can. In the streets. Avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I try but, to avoid the streets at the time because you're going to hit all of that. <laughs> It's ridiculous. We moved out of this city like uh, three years ago, you oh. know, and I, I got it all back. I got all of it back in one day, you know, it's like, <laughs> like a walk down, like a, a bad walk down memory lane. Yeah, No, but I'm, this is awesome. I'm not, you know, my first time checking out the studio since you guys have been down. This is awesome. Yeah. This is yeah. So welcome to PHOI Sports. Yeah. Nice to have you here on the show. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. At least I will say in terms of traffic, I'm going to raise your traffic story one other because yeah. yesterday I had... Uh, I was I was running late myself to an appointment. I was racing through the city and I'm stuck at this light and crossing guards are like waving people <laughs> on. You know, they like to take their time. And all of a sudden on the corner, I see this kid about eight years old with a full Grinch costume on, <laughs> just casually like waving and pointing his finger. People like, what is this? Like, what am I in the Twilight Zone? Like, no, what is happening to, here? It's good to be back. I, I don't come, I don't come down anymore and here much often. Uh, you know, um, very often anymore. You know, for the games, yeah, sure. Yeah. But like, you know, we were one of the uh, many people who. Uh, you know, had kids and, you know, we were not the first and last millennial couple to uh, mm -hmm. depart from the uh, city <laughs> during, uh, during the pandemic, you know. So, uh, no, but it's great to be back, man. I, I, I don't know what you guys were talking about before we got here, I, but is it is it weird for me to say that I was happy to see the union season end? No. Because it, it was like a slog. It was just like, it, it, you know, we watched them kind of like max out, kind of hit the ceiling with the Champions League exit. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And then so you're going up here and then you kind of fall off the cliff a little bit. And then you see them get back up there kind of to the league's cup and they fall off a cliff with the messy game. And so I don't I don't know how you guys felt, but it's like when they got to the playoffs, I, I don't know. There wasn't like a lot of juice for it, you know, because mm -hmm. then people see like what inevitably was going to was going to happen oh, yeah. based on what they were watching in the two other semifinals that they got to before that. Mm -hmm. you know. So I don't know how I just don't know how much people it was weird. I, I, I've had this kind of sense of like, OK, like now, now we can like hit the reset button and see what's <laughs> happening because it just felt like. No, it just felt like a slog, you know. And I did, I, you know, certainly I didn't feel that way about other union seasons before, you know. No, it's a great point. Listen, you're coming in, you're getting compliments on the shirt, first of all. I know uh, oh, different yeah, people, yeah, Jillian, yeah, Jose, yeah. different people are saying fire LBF. shirt. Yeah, you I got are. a shout out, my guy. Yeah, the guys from LBF, uh, Aboon and Dom and all the, 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 the Temple kids who started their own uh, apparel company like 10, 12 years ago, whatever, they did a partnership with them. Um, with the union, so that was that was awesome. That was like a that was like a full circle moment for yeah. them. You know? oh, yeah, because they sure. had, they had done that Casey and the yep. uh, Portland Thorns and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they um, it was a dope line they dropped. The Philly thing, yeah. I did a haul. Yeah, I made a haul. So, but to yeah. your to your point though, you know, I I, I feel that actually. I know Babita's in the chat saying I feel the same way about the Eagles. I don't know about. I'm not gonna go that far yet with the Eagles. Gosh, <laughs> if they drop another one. I'm I'm there though. But I yeah. will say with the union, we were talking about on the show. It just felt like. 
JP was more optimistic than I was. I was kind of like, nah, I've been in this situation. Yeah. Um, more on the other side, not typically on the teams trending downward come postseason time. I've been on the other side of it, teams trending upward. But when you follow them week after week, game after game, and just see how they're progressing, and nothing was really changing. The way they yeah. were losing, and, and definitely after that Inter-Miami awful loss in the summer, it felt like there was no wind left in their sails. And the way yeah. they were playing was so predictable. There was never any sort of like, oh, that was a good loss. Or that was a hard-fought game. Or that was a good tie. It was kind of like, mm, they got through. They got by. And yeah. every game just felt like the same thing every single yeah. time. And you never saw a spark, a change. But then also on the other side, like we talked about, you didn't even know where that change was going to come from. Because no, it ran into no. the issues of like, who do you even put in? How do you change the lineup? All right, you want to go to three-back system? Maybe to get a different look, and now you have your wingers that can maybe fly up and down the flank, and you have Damian Lowe can now step in with Glesnes and, and with Jack. But then it's like, where's our offense coming from? So lots of questions, lots of things that needed answers. But more importantly, I think we were all realistic to know it was going to take time to reset and actually get those answers, guys. I, I think for myself, like the CCL semifinals loss, like mm -hmm. it sucked, but like it was still early enough in the season where I thought, okay, we got some more soccer left to play. They'll yeah, it was figure like it April, out. April, wasn't it? Right. It feels like it was 10 uh, years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to Leagues Cup. And then I, I just felt the fatigueness from there just because of the amount of matches. I, I understand it was entertaining as a tournament as a whole, but it was, it, it just uh, added way too many games and I just started feeling it. Then Messi comes into town, they destroy us. And I'm just like, that was not the union. There were so many things. In that match alone, yeah, that yeah. was so uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic, and it had me a little concerned. Leading into the playoffs, I was a little bit concerned of the depth. That was my own question mark because I still, like, we had the starting 11, but it's like, okay, so someone goes down. These guys are obviously playing a lot of games as well. How are we going to change that up a little bit? And mm -hmm. we beat New England. I get a little optimistic. And obviously Cincinnati called, or the missed call, I should say, I guess. That kind of blew there. But no, Kev, you're right. It, it, was, it was very fatiguing throughout the year, and yeah, it was what? just... It, yeah. it was tiring watching the union at, at points here. And so, dude, you know, let me give right you, an Eagles, you like an Eagles uh, parallel here. So, uh, you know, they, they get their rear end kicked by the Niners and, and the Cowboys. And like, I, I don't, I didn't expect them to win either one of those games. I mean, I they, were, they were betting underdog, right? In both, yeah. in both of them. Yeah. So to me, but to me, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that they lost. It was how they lost the game. Exactly. And I felt the same exact way with the union because mm -hmm. when they went out, they had the the one one I guess against LA in the first leg, and the, it's just like like harkening back to April feels like it was a million years ago. I'm trying to remember <laughs> literally, <laughs> but like they gave up the late goal. I think it was one nothing, right? And then they gave up the late goal, so it was one one. But then they go out to LA. They had set piece marking on like the first goal, and then they lose three nothing. I'm like, it's not it's not even that it's not even that they reach the the ceiling for me. It's that they they see the ceiling and they like smash their head off the ceiling. Yeah. So it's like you're going up, 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 and then you hit this like. Um, yeah, you know, you hit your limit kind of right there. And that's how I felt about the the Lionel Messi game too at the same time. Because I just I was I was the same with you. I was like, that's this is not the team that like I know that I've been no. watching for a couple mm -mm. years now. And you know, to see Andre kind of uh you know, his feet not set on those first two goals, to see Jim come out with with Chris Donovan oh my God. starting and, and you know Ua sitting on the bench and like Oh, stirring up some trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm sorry. We can, we can all kind of purge this together, you know? I'm laughing, by the way, because I saw a Nick Sirianni thing on the chat. Yeah, you I do give this, me some Nick vibes, I get this Sirianni thing all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not going to lie. I could see you know? that. I totally could see that. I know. Sure. There, was this one, there was this one time we were doing a crossing broadcast. I, I want to say, like, 
both of my girls woke up like real early that morning. So I had like bags under my eyes when we were sitting here doing the video. And I looked like I was, I looked like I had, like some guy kept saying like, is this drunk, drunk Nick Sirianni sitting on the, sitting on the thing here? So it's fine. I'll embrace it. Yeah, you know? I, I get that. You know. I can see that for sure. As long as I eat the yeah. stuff crossed from Pizza Hut, we're, we're, we're good. Oh, Lord of mercy. <laughs> nah, but it's just, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't mean to like, you know, bring back, I, but I, I think people like all felt that same way that it was just yeah. kind of like a slog. You know, it's almost like we've seen this before, but I, but in hindsight, should, should we not have, should we not have expected that when they were going to run it back with the same eleven as last year? Like, there's no way yeah. these guys are going to be able to, to put up 72 goals again, concede 28. Like, did did we all did we not this. did we not frame this season like properly? But that's like, but that's a tough part there, Kev, because it's like you made the final, so everyone's mindset. I think the Eagles had the same thing too. Obviously, they had to lose free agents. That's a, that's a thing that they have to go through in NFL. Yeah, but yeah. the mindset's like we just made it here, so let's just add a couple more pieces and go in there. Mm. Obviously, I mean, I've been yeah. critical of Ernst's offseason last year. I think yeah. those pieces and the fact that they didn't pan out was a bigger problem. And obviously, so you the depth pieces, I, like the yeah. I actually compare it to what I'm nervous about with the Phillies right now because I'm seeing everybody else in Major League Baseball make moves except the Phillies, and I get it. They don't want to make any of the flashy signings of yeah. the superstars out there. But when other when you have a season, nobody's bringing back the same team the next year. They're making changes. They're up, you know. They're adding in whether it's coaches, coordinators. Uh, whether it's players, they're making changes so that they can improve their rosters. So you cannot come back with the same, the exact same group and expect you're just going to run it back just because we're going to be better this year and we're going to learn from last year because you need to change up your personnel. And sometimes you just need different voices in the locker room. You just need a different look to how you attack. And I felt like everybody had the playbook on the union. They had no other changes, nothing to throw because, yeah. all right, last year you have historic numbers. The offense was clicking on all cylinders, incredible. This year, you're not going to go into a game and surprise anybody, just no, like the Eagles. No. Same thing. This is why I didn't expect them to run through this incredible stretch of 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks, and leading up to the Christmas Day game against the Giants because you're not going to go into the same games the way that you did the year before. Now people have a target on you. Coming out of the MLS Cup for the Union, everybody was ready to play their best soccer against the Union, and so yeah. they didn't belong there. Yeah. And the Union ma didn't make any significant changes because, as we've talked about, the Union, unfortunately, are a pay less, just develop homegrowns. I love the homegrown product as they sign another homegrown today. That's that's fantastic. But what happens when you have an Inter-Miami bringing in Messi and you're bringing in set, you know, 19, 20-year-old homegrowns? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it's not, it doesn't even compare. So this offseason so far has been, okay, time to reset. Not going to hit the panic button fully. But as these homegrowns are getting signed, I am going to continue paying attention to, okay, what are the union actually doing that's going to make an impact now? These homegrowns, much like how Nate Harriel and Jack McGlynn took some time to get going, they're going to take time. They're going to get there. But yeah. who's going to come in and impact the union this upcoming season, game one? That's the types of changes that I would love to see being made that require to spend a little bit more money and be willing to invest that you're going to have a better team this upcoming season right now, not five years from now. Yeah, I got no problem with with the developer. Yeah, I love that. I, love no, that. I don't think anybody does, you know, but you're, you're not, you know, Jim has said it straight up before, you know, not every class mm -hmm. is going to produce a, a Brendan Aronson and a Mark McKenzie. You know, you may have right, some classes right. that, are, that are not. You know that are they're a little bit of less less in quality than others, and um, you know it's funny because like if you go back to you talking about like the additions of like the three guys that they made trades for, you know, uh, Joaquin Torres, Andres Pereira goes mm -hmm. out alone, 
And Damian Lowe is really the only guy of those three who really had any kind of significant contribution this year. Right. But you know, I'd ask you, I'd ask both of you guys a question. Like, which which player from from 2022 to 2023, who did they get the most contribution out of? Who was actually on the roster? Like, who took the next step forward? And that's to, the issue. To me, it was like it was just like Jesus Bueno, and that's really it. That's the issue. I didn't see Where anybody was... else take like like who's going to take like the next Bingo. step or like who's going to. Jack McGlynn, to me, had a pretty good year, but he was, yeah. you know, I think Jack Expect- McGlynn in 2022 was probably yeah, the same kind like, of guy. And, like, to your point, Renee, it's like... Harriel. Well, Nate Harriel, yeah, yeah. And, then they get, and then they get in the thing where they kind of have to flip him back and forth. I know. He's going to play some left back. Now you're moving him around. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't... I think that when you... It was nice to see the wrinkle with them going to three at the back, but they really... It really doesn't change the way that they play. They still play direct transition. They still have the triangles with the two strikers, and mm-hmm. the midfield setup is kind of the same. You're just adjusting the personnel, really. But just, it's stylistically didn't change the way that they played. Not at all. You know, yeah. they weren't possessing more of the ball. They weren't, you know, playing through a different pivot or anything like that. You know, they still had their grinders on the outside. So it just, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It got a, it got a little stale. 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 Yeah. 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 If, if anything, it made it tougher because they had they didn't have a good shape or spacing most of the time. It was a lot of yeah. just depending on flank services. Love what Kai Wagner is able to do from the flank, but that can't be the only way you're attacking. Set pieces can't be the only way you're attacking. And for as great as, you know, Andre is in net and as great as your back line is, they're going to be susceptible if you cannot generate offense. And yeah. it, it felt like at a, it got to the point where the Eagles, oops, just kidding, the Union offense, <laughs> but it is the same, actually. It's a very similar comparison. That's why I'm jokingly but seriously saying it. The Union <laughs> yeah, offense, right. much like the Eagles offense, isn't able to contribute and your defense is worn out and exhausted. And that's why, just like how there's so many weird, disgustingly weird parallels with how everyone's like, oh, that's five games. The Eagles went down double digits in the halftime. I'm like, yeah, because their defense is exhausted. Just like Andre Blake giving up a very lax goal is because Andre Blake has to do too much. The back line has to do too much. And so the union have struggled this past season with Daniel Gazdag, Julian Carranza, Mikel Uwa, um, Listen, where are you in big moments? I know we talked about it. I know yeah. you're the biggest one that's like the frustrated point of especially someone like Ua. Like, where are you in big moments when we're relying on you to generate at least shots? Give us shots on target. Give us something. And instead, it's just a whole game of just defending. Yeah, I mean, like one one question I do have, and Kev, I'm gonna throw this to you too. Is like, yeah, I'm sorry by the way, I just sat down and started blathering. <laughs> no, you're no, good. It's fine. You know what? <laughs> no, you're good. Man. I mean, like hijack the show, and I just start like blurting out whatever. You're Listen, we we were talking about the bull earlier. Yeah, like yeah. we're all we're uh, so Anything's fine. fair game. All right, it's all fair game. Yeah, it's not newsy in that okay, sense. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good because obviously, like one of the main criticisms has been the depth and fatigue of the team. But yeah. like you know, LAFC just played in the MLS Cup. And they kind of had some of the similar issues, too. And they still found a way to make it to the MLS Cup. So, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of Union fans are a little... I think right now, seeing, like, the Periano signing, you've seen the LaFleur signing, the one consensus I have is the Union fans want to hear that big signing now. Like, they're a little bit impatient. Like, is it it simple just splashing money on a player? Like, what do we need to do to get back to 2022? It's just the the timing Mm. of it, man. You know, I I feel like... um, with Jay Sugarman, if last year was not the trigger, like you you were literally five minutes or whatever from winning it all. Yeah. If that doesn't trigger something in your head to say, okay, the final bit of investment to get us over the top, if, if not then, then when? And ever, the player who did know? it to us too, man. Like that type of player. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's like, that should just tell you everything. You're right. How many those parallels do you get? You get, you get Gareth Bale. <laughs> 
<laughs> where where, where his account there? You get Gareth Bale jumping over Jack Jack Elliott, right? Love Jack Elliott. It's not about him. Oh, it's about man. his story. It's about the story, right? Mm-hmm. World class guy who played for Tottenham and Real Madrid against a draft pick for my alma mater. You know what I'm saying? Same parallels in the optics department where Lionel Messi comes to Chester and you start Chris Donovan against. Again, I'm not not picking picking on Chris but Donovan or anything, but talking about a guy who went to Conestoga picture coming coming through. Right. So I mean, it, it's. It almost defies logic that they've been as competitive as they've been, you know, playing this way. And it's yep. part part of me says like that's kind of like their identity is like this plucky underdog that does the development thing that doesn't spend money. So if you do spend money to keep up now, did you lose your identity? I don't know. I, or I are you evolving your identity you because evol- you where to. is the you Gareth Bale of the union? Well, that's Where's what, that's the- what, that's what, can you, can you imagine if they made some kind of signing like that though? How many yeah. people would, they, they've gotten this close already without really having a superstar. Exactly. You know? So what, what, what is, if you're not going to do, that's what makes Where's you scratch the Suarez? my Where is like, there's yeah. these, that's, yeah. that's what we also have talked a lot about. I'm sure you have had the same issues yeah. that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As much as you don't want to have to spend money, the MLS is growing. We love it. It's, you're, we're seeing more and more international talents. The fact that Messi is in the MLS in itself yeah. is something that, you know, outside of when David Beckham did it, We've wanted to have the best of the best playing in this league. Okay, now the MLS is attracting the best. Yeah. But the union had to also have the best and able to keep up. And to have all these underdogs and have that underdog mentality is great and all. But when you look at champions, you look at Columbus, you look at LAFC, what is a major difference? They have superstars that have played on an international level. We talked about where, when, when are the union going to bring in a big name from a European league? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. actually a household name already. But that does, you don't, isn't that what you think about though? It's like when you watch a game like that, or you're watching the union like kind of struggle. You're like, okay, who's the guy who's in like go grab? The you don't game? have that. Yeah, you know, like Daniel Goshock's not that kind of number mm-hmm. ten. It's like go find the ball, go get into the game. Um, how many times are they relying on Kai Wagner just pumping crosses? And that's the, the problem. Yeah, the whole you know the whole game plans around yeah. Kai Wagner dropping passes on someone's nose where they don't just have to breathe on the ball to score <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like that's not the game plan. Yeah, you need to have yeah. something yeah. else. And I, I've said it before, Columbus. I hate to continue talking about it, but Ivan was talking about it when I was watching uh, Manchester City play and Tottenham play and yeah. all these other teams. I'm like. Why can't the union hold possession and, and combine and stretch their opponent's defense and make good runs and create in the attacking third because they don't have those players. Well, you don't have the personnel for remember it. Remember in 2020, that counter oh. that counterattacking style, that high press, it was the it was Brendan. fun to watch. Yeah, remember in the yeah. bubble, all yeah. this? Oh and then like as the years go on, like, I don't feel the same way about that counterattack. Like I don't see no. it as clean like no, this year. Can I, can I say, by the way, that that was kind of a misnomer like in 2021 and 2022 because I think people just kind of like glommed onto this idea of like, like press. Press became the buzzword. High yeah. press, high press. I'm like, well, you know, ever since Brendan left, they haven't really been a 
They, they, right. they, they play, Renee, help me out here. They, they play like a collective team defense with cues. Yeah. But yeah. they don't they don't push up like they did when Brandon was there. Mm -mm. Right. You know it's a different it's kind not. of it's a different kind of thing. High press is like you're forcing turnovers, you're not giving time on the ball, you know, they you're walk very the line, aggressive. The defensive lines yep, are yep. Yeah, you're as yeah, a unit yeah. like locking them into one space, winning it, and then exploding off into transition. So a lot more low That's blocks sure. But he it was, was but Brandon was the player for that, wasn't he? Because you remember he, buzz, he was buzzing all over the field. Yeah, and then Just when you know, when Jamiro came in, when Jamiro came in in twenty twenty one, he did a pretty admirable job there. But I like I thought he was better as an eight, you know, when he was when he was playing on that supporter shield team the yeah. year before so i wonder if they just um yeah i wonder if the identity the i wonder if like the diamond is just a little stale and i wonder if they they try to switch it up and do things a little bit different here i mean people remember that uh jim was a four two three one guy mm -hmm. right for the first however many years you know we asked ernie stewart we're like are, are these guys capable of playing another formation <laughs> like nothing no, nothing against a four two three one but right. this is like all we ever watch you know that's what four two uh, diamond <laughs> yeah so i don't oh know gosh. but I, I don't i mean like from a macro standpoint, though, do you guys like are you positive about the off season or no, no? Um, <laughs> it's just hard because no. it, you because <laughs> I just I said this point before you came in. Like yeah. the union rarely make a big signing in December, so yeah. like right now it's like you got to wait yeah, did, as yeah. a fan. Like I think Karanta yeah. happened in December two years ago, but other than that, like Listen. big signings happen right before Orange training camp when they're down in Clearwater. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. like you're gonna we're gonna and have they to can't sit get or the wait. Guys acclimated in time because no, they come in in like January. Then you have the CCC so, now. Like yeah. early. I think I, I think unfortunately, and I know we have to move on from this because we have a lot actually still hit on. <laughs> I think unfortunately with the growth of the MLS actually is an issue for the union because as much as we're seeing more and more around the league of bringing in international talent, the salaries going up, uh, a lot is just changing. Even of course the schedule itself has changed. You have things like the CONCACAF Champions Cup. You have all these, these tournaments and games happening within the MLS season, but the union aren't built or focused on being able to maintain that so if if they don't change their identity guys mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to keep up at some point yeah. like this past season kind of felt like wait a minute are the union moving in the wrong direction you know the mls cup felt like all right this is it they're right there they're you know it was the best mls cup we've ever seen it was exciting it was down the wire they just fell short build off of that and this season was like 10 steps backwards so, again, not hitting the panic button, but with all that we're seeing happening around the MLS in terms of moves to grow the game, if the union cannot evolve with that, it's kind of like they're still trying to use a payphone and everyone else is using, like, an iPhone. No. Like, you got to evolve and you got to be, I'm a late adopter myself, but you got to find a way to adopt at some point. We're still and on the trap phone. The yeah, like, on we're iPhone on 15. back to machines or time typewriters and everybody else is whipping out, like, iMacs and iPads. Like, it's time to change a little bit because uh, it's exciting for the league, but it makes me nervous for the union. And now also yeah. we heard, of course, as of Wednesday night, the union are going to be facing a very, uh, I, I can't use the word friendly at all, familiar opponent in Deportivo Saprisas for uh, round one of the 2024 CONCACAF Champions Cup. As we all know, last time these guys faced off, that was April of 2021. Same. When, uh, yeah, back Same. 2021, the good old days, guys. Yeah, first year, um, the good old days yeah. when we saw that first leg that uh was kai wagner flying brutal, in the air yeah brutal and that entire the the entire both games of that even with that 4-0 win in the second leg of it still was very intense physical and with that uh the union going up against them again in the cone cap champions cup 
it makes me a little nervous, unfortunately. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see them come out and I mean, this may be a pipe dream. They'll never, never, <laughs> never admit this, but I want them to say, we don't care about pick, pick a competition. We don't care about the U S open cup and we don't mm. care about the league's cup because here, here's, here's what happens. It's like they, well, maybe the open, the open cup, they didn't, they kind of punted, but they gave their best effort at three other competitions and they didn't win any of them. I like, I would ask union fans, a hypothetical. If you won, pick a competition. If you won, if you won any one of the other competitions, would you trade that for like never winning another game the rest of the season? If you went out and you won the Champions League, but you came in last place in MLS, would you make that trade? I would take it 10 times out of 10. Because <laughs> to me, it's about winning trips. I mean, what's the alternative? We would just yeah. watch them go to losing the semifinals. No losing the semif- yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Do you, <laughs> would you rather get close a bunch of times but that's never true. win it? Trade that for winning one and then bottom, bottoming out. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we're going to look back at this season like 15, 15 years from now and say, remember when they went to the semifinals of this, the semifinals of that, and then the conference semifinals, but they didn't win any of them. It's a pretty yeah. damn good year, right? But, yeah. but, but comparative to expectations, it was not. So I would like, to, like for them to prioritize and say, this is what we're going to try to win next year. Mm-hmm. And when we get to the League's Cup, we're going to throw out a bunch of kids. I'm sure LAFC's thinking, <laughs> some of their fans be thinking <laughs> the same thing. Uh, it That's definitely wrong. makes you wonder. I know, actually, there were some discussions that uh, I believe Jim was the one talking about it because we mentioned on Tuesday, you know, now it's time to prioritize and take a look at the schedule as a whole and yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. go yeah. into things a little bit differently in these non-league games because it does make you think, guys. You know, when it's when it's game time and you, you have to, to step between the lines – are you going to put the best team forward every time or maybe you're going to be more strategic with how you're doing that? I mean, uh, uh, listen, for me, bigger picture, when talking about this team in the city, I, I make MLS Cup makes more sense to the average Philly sports fan. So, like, yeah. obviously, like, that's the one I would want. But, like, Champions League, well, now I guess Champions Cup, <laughs> that's obviously really cool because, like, yeah. you think of it as a soccer fan, like, yeah. the Champions League, Copa Libertadores, like, that's so important for those continents. So obviously like winning those would be dope, but like yeah, I I, I want to win the MLS Cup. Do you know how yeah. yeah, do you know how hard it was for me to explain the League's Cup to people last Dude, year? Oh my god, no, seriously. <laughs> well now we it. have the they well now it's it. easy because the NBA has we talked about this before, the in season tournament. Yeah, so now people are like, like oh, oh, I do get it. There's in season tournaments. I heard somebody yeah, called soccer's the, been doing that. I heard somebody call it the NBFA Cup. I kinda like that. And better than the IST? Better than the IST. The IST sounds The IST, I'm like, what is this? Like this acronym's weird. Um, but yeah, it is it's interesting when you think about like would you rather win something versus winning nothing and you know where you can go to make sure that you guys are always taking care of winning something and that's at least in your pockets that's rocket money so over at rocket money i use rocket money myself i'm a big fan of them because i like the virgo in me likes to be organized and on top of where my finances are going now rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lowers your bills what it does is it allows you to see okay which subscriptions do i have am i paying $10 for Spotify and $1.99 for Apple. And what else am I paying my money to? Now you can have a big picture of your finances. You can see where all of your subscriptions and your money is going each month. And it allows you to make sure you're saving. Now, Rocket Money has over 5 million users, me being one, 
and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So as we're talking about, would you rather win something or win nothing? You could win a lot of keeping money in your pocket over at Rocket Money. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and head over to Rocket Money. You can check it out at rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y to make sure you're being financially responsible guys yes babita it is a new sponsor people are like this is the longest the show has gone or any phoy show has gone uh without a sponsor read well there you go guys there's our first one it. it is exciting uh but listen <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna run over because we also um we don't we're allowed to uh we have a couple other things i do want to hit on because one of the things i think is really exciting is it feels like some of the best soccer is yet to come hopefully for the union as well but we'll see. Um, as we just keep hearing all these updates and all these news, specifically for the MLS, Commissioner Don Garber was talking a lot about how excited he is. It's been a transformational year for our league. And also just looking at the future as a whole, uh, there have been a lot of changes. Hmm. Financially, we're seeing changes where clubs are, are spending more money and being comfortable with bringing in someone like Messi or Luis Suarez and investing in their clubs to make sure that they can compete and win games. We're also seeing a lot of just changes overall, of course, in the product and how people are watching the MLS, things like the Apple TV deal and just getting more exposure. Um, and Garber was also saying the eyes of the world are now on Major League Soccer because the best player to ever play the game is here. Of course, referring to Messi, to say the least. This is the Messi effect. And you know what? I don't blame them. We're, we're all jumping on the bandwagon for the Messi effect uh, because Messi is absolutely changing things. We did, of course continue to just hear all the numbers that came out, but not to mention the fact that we have Copa America coming up, World Cup is coming up, a lot of exciting things that are happening in our own backyard. So with that, the soccer world is paying more attention to U.S. soccer, North American soccer, and it's been great to see. But, uh, you know, what I think is most exciting is, <clears throat> I hate to say it, the Messi-Ronaldo news, that we're going to finally get, we're going to get to see Messi-Ronaldo again. <laughs> And, Possibly for the last uh, time. No, it's weird to think of that. Yeah. But uh, we did see the announcement that Inter Miami is going to be playing two games in Saudi Arabia, which includes playing against Ronaldo. That's all I needed to hear. So talk about growing the game. We know Saudi Arabia is ching 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 throwing a lot of money out there at all their superstars. And now for the MLS to be able to have some of those preseason types of games that are happening, uh, those will be taking place. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see these two go at it again. So, guys, with that news that we're going to see January 29th, February 1st is when those games are being played against Al Halal and then uh, which is uh, and Al Nassar, which is Ronaldo's team. The growth of the game. How are we feeling about a Messi Ronaldo showdown this to start off 2024? I don't blame them for milking it for all that it's worth. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're thinking big. They're looking global. You know what I mean? So. I, I, part part of me rolls my eyes because it's like I gotta read another like messy thing on the like the official MLS website. Yeah. But I but I get it. It's a it's the <laughs> biggest marketing weapon you've ever had in your entire life. You know, do everything oh, that you yeah. can with it. You know, um, I, but I I, I, I kind of have like mixed feelings on it because while you know you have this you know this Apple TV service that allows you to go global now, I don't know how many people I talked to who were like, I would have watched the Union this year if they were still on. Mm -hmm. you know phl 17 or something like yeah. that so I, I get it they traded out um <clears throat> you know four for four wip guy for uh you know messi ronaldo fan from spain or from argentina is it a good trade i guess yeah if you want to go global 
Uh, sure. And I don't, I, like, I would just say this, like, I, I, th- I think Don Garber is probably the best commissioner in all the sports right now. I'll take, I got like, really, actually, if he's not name somebody. Well, be. I mean, I, I obviously agree with you, but I don't think a lot of the, the, the listeners would be agreeing with you about Garber. Well, I would like they, to hear who that. Do you think would, they would I, I just think that like <laughs> people don't understand like the job of commissioner and how difficult that is. Yeah. So when you see things that you don't like, the easy thing is just like, Oh, screw Garber. He's the one that's mm. ruining it. Like, nobody has complained more about various slights. To, to the union over the years than, my, than <laughs> myself, you know, I still don't know why Clint Dempsey and Michael Bradley were allowed to pick the teams they wanted to go to. Oh, while the oh. U- Philadelphia Union had to go Ooh. through the whatever the hell order it was called Jeez. at the time to get uh, Marisa do. But I, I don't. I'm not. I'm never gonna. You know, whatever makes MLS bigger is good for MLS. You know, and the hope, you know, to the point about Jay Sugarman is that if the if the cheaper owners in the league aren't going to spend and they aren't going to step their game up. Then they're we're gonna go without you. Yeah. So then you can either yeah. we'll either force you to keep up, mm-hmm. or if you want to get out, you can get out. It's like John Fossil and the Giants thing. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, get out. You know, like it's almost <laughs> like they're, you're you're in MLS like 4.0, 5.0 now. So are we gonna have a steady diet of Messi and Ronaldo shoved down our throats? Yeah, but we that's are, probably the best. Sure. That's probably it's probably for the best. You know, if that makes the league profile grow. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. Like it, it, the messy thing, it's like when you're a kid, right, and you don't like vegetables, but you you eat it because it's good for you. I, I know messy is good Messi's for my vegetables. Messy's vegetable. Messy's good for my I league. Like I'm just not the biggest fan of messy right now, and it's just because of just kind of what it's created here. Like yeah. play, playoff game in New England, round oh, one. I know you're. We so have a tr- freaking messy fan in the stands. Like, dude, they're they're not even in the playoffs. I, I heard you tell this story so many times. You're so I irritated just, still. Like, but that's like that's just like the type of stuff that's just like it's is. Is, is frustrating like about it because like you know eagles like football fans like how many like philadelphians are wearing pat mahomes jerseys to but eagles you will games? get lebron james jerseys yeah. at the wells fargo when the Sixers are playing in the playoffs too i've seen it For, oh, like during the playoffs like you'll get like, oh like, yeah oh my god i've seen it I've that's that's it. just part i guess my that's just part of like of our culture as a society <laughs> these days but yeah. that yeah. is just like the only part about it I, the apple tv thing is interesting because i understand why we went to it and i'm yeah. not mad at it but yeah. i'm just wondering how many people we are losing like i'm curious like the mls cup like that should be the biggest the most eyes seen on a game yeah. Yeah. how yeah. many eyes did we actually get for this year's mls cup because now it was on Apple TV. Yeah, I would love. Da- <laughs> no, I mean, I would love the if thing. there was some kind of data that sh- I don't think we'll ever be able to find it. But you know, how many people did you lose on the local level? Like how many? How many yeah. casuals that would have watched if it was on <laughs> PHL 17, opposed to how many new subs you gained by opening the door to like Messi fan in Argentina? You know, I don't think we'll ever. I mean, that's like proprietary data anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I'd love to see like if they thought if because it was very calculated. It was very obvious what they were doing. They were saying we don't care about. You know, casual fifty-five-year-old white dude from South Philly. We're yeah. going to go after the young guy who likes the global game, and we we, we want to be a global brand. So, I can't fault fault them for that. I, I care more about the union than the league. Yeah, and the growth of the union than the <laughs> league. But I mean, if the league starts to grow, then they'll pull everybody along with them. So I guess they're intertwined in, in that <laughs> way, in a, in a roundabout way. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day. The MLS is heavily leaning into Messi, and it, it does make sense. You know, the Messi cam, you know, this this matchup against Ronaldo, 
It makes sense to me. People got to remember too when, Be- when Beckham <laughs> came. Again. When Beckham came. <laughs> Sorry, I've been I've been coughing all winter. Sorry, because my I got two kids who bring back a, diff- a different thing every, every Julia, time. Julia, take it off me. Yeah. Hide me. Get this woman some water. Please. Yeah. Do we have any water? Yeah, there, oh, she's got her water. While you talk, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. What was I saying? I was vamping. I was I was trying to help you out while you were hacking. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, way back when in 2007. I mean, I, I don't know how many people in the chat remember or if you guys are watching when David Beckham came over here the first time. It was like, Chelsea. And they had like a 17. They had the shot of him sitting on the bench. And there were 17 cameras like all pointed at him. And like the, the guy like to his left, you know, who was making like $40,000 that year and like that's shared so an funny. apartment in Hermosa Beach, you know. But that's always that's always how. Well, I mean, like. Like those big signings usher in new eras of MLS. So the way that I would spin the messy thing for union fans is like, if you want Jay Sugarman to spend more, or if you want the union to to enter that upper echelon, maybe they have to, maybe they have to be dragged into it. Yes. And maybe, maybe signing a dude like that and up in the game forever. Maybe that's the way, maybe that's the way to force the issue, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. Now that I can speak words, guys, I'm back. back. I'm alive. I'm alive. Gosh. I just needed to hear more messy to, to revive myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I will say we're gonna we're gonna get force fed that. You know, just like we got listen, we know we live in a sports world or just in a world in general where social media and everything likes to just lean into whatever the trending topic is, no matter how much we don't want to hear it, how much do we have to hear about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? How much do we have to hear about <laughs> Messi? How much do we have to hear about Otani? How much do we have to hear about, you know, pick, pick one. Now, I mean, Tom Brady gets dropped in there all the time. It's like, we need to do something for marketing. Drop in Tom Brady with a tops card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just sports understand it. I understand it. It's all business. Having the messy cam. I'm surprised I didn't follow him to the bathroom. Uh, you get messy <laughs> updates with the newsletter where you can just specifically get things on what Messi's doing. Like there's leaning into everything messy because Messi is the greatest. Of you all got time. Alexis Guerrero on CBS Scholasso analyzing pizza. So like <laughs> we got it all with Messi. Right so now. I think it, it, from a marketing standpoint it makes complete sense. But from a standpoint of like, what about everybody else? Hey, everybody else, do the same thing. Inter yeah, Miami brought in Messi, game. and now look into yeah. Miami. They're competing for hardware. They're winning hardware. They went from being a team that was not even in contention for a playoff spot to being a team that was winning trophies, talk about winning something, and at least vying for a playoff spot. Other clubs need to catch on, which is why I go back to my original point. As the league is growing, for some clubs, like the union, it might not be the best thing, and that works in their favor as that just I want to be more local, Philly-based focused because soccer is the global game. You got to yeah. catch on. And if in order to compete, the MLS needs to do that. The NWSL actually for their championship game, they did allow it to be seen on CBS. I, I mean, the numbers they had were through the roof. It was yeah. awesome. First of all, the game itself was fantastic. But the numbers were through the roof because they gave access. So it is yeah. supply and demand. But I think the MLS and I hope the MLS does a better job of taking a look at the bigger schedule and saying, okay, which games do you need to take, like have behind the paywall and which games are we maybe offering for free and adding more of those in? Because you you need to make sure you're still attracting all of your consumers, even the, the, you know, Philly fans versus the European fans attract everybody because yeah. that's what's only going to help. And when you look at the rest of the world in terms of of where they are, that is the difference. You know, yeah. you have soccer 24-7. I know somebody was joking, like, what are we going to talk about today on the on PHY Union? It's like, what are we not going to talk about? Like, <laughs> there's so much soccer going on. I know. There's literally, like, we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about 
soccer and, and everything going on. Um, you know, there's so much Champions League, Premier League. There's stuff going on with FIFA right now that I want to hit on before we wrap up. Like, so much that's happening and always something soccer-wise. So the MLS is now finally taking the bull by yeah, the horns and catching on. I'm gonna I like it. Pull this full circle, bring a full circle back to how we opened uh, to keep up with the rest of the soccer world. And real quick, because obviously we're talking about games, especially games for 2024. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got the sponsor here for you with the Game Time app. It is not going to be stressful buying tickets any longer. I'm going to be heading to the PHOI Flyers takeover here tonight. So obviously, that tonight's not a good example, but for the future. <laughs> If you guys are heading down to the game, you know, you don't have tickets, you're hanging out, tailgating with your buddies, well, then go right onto the Game Time app. Use it. It's the easiest app to use to buy tickets, and you can find the best deals as well. Right now, Game Time app has us hooked up right now. When you use the promo code PHLY for first time, PHLY for first time users, you get $20 off your first purchase. So make sure you guys check out our sponsor here, Game Time app. Use the promo code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. And thank you to the Game Time app here. Kevin, I want to throw something real quick to you because obviously we're talking a lot about big signings. One thing I've thrown at Renee, and this is kind of my direction. I'm not someone who's per se saying we need to go get another Messi, Ronaldo. But one thing, it would be nice, of course. (laughs) One thing I've always looked at is how many like big prospects in these big four leagues that don't get enough playing time that are just rotting away on benches. And why aren't we trying to find those players to supplement? Because I think those are players who are getting valuable development over big time clubs and Mm -hmm. they just need playing time. I I just, I'd feel like it's a no brainer. Like those are the type of signings I'm looking at for this club. Kind of, kind of um, like a, uh, look at the guy that knocked us out. Mascara. Well, yeah. Or like a Europe, like a European version of that's what the Carranza storyline was really like a guy Mm -hmm. who was kind of out of favor in a certain place. And we've got playing time for you here. Yeah. I, I mean like, you know, Manchester, you know, or New York city FC, you know, the, Teams that have affiliate clubs elsewhere, Red Bull and whatever, have been able to use their pipelines to be able to do those kinds of money. They are kind of money ball moves if you think about it, like buy low loans or like low risk, high reward kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think that, that you know, I don't know if the union need to go out and spend $20 million on some dude, but find me the next, like Glessness, the next Jose, exactly. Jose Martinez, like the next Kai Wagner. Or I mean, these were all good you know, good, good signings. It's like I panned the Kai Wagner thing more than anybody. Like what the <laughs> hell are they doing signing this guy from like the third division Germany? Then he ends up being like a top five player in Philadelphia Union history. But yeah, like the moral of me telling you that is like, I, I trust Ernst. I mean, he's got the track record to show that he, you know, I think last year when he did those trades in the league, that was a departure for him. They hadn't made, they hadn't done anything like that besides Carranza before that. My theory is that I think he struck gold with the Carranza thing. He's like, well, I think I can do it again. Mm-hmm. And then they were kind of whatever. I mean, the Damian Lowe one was good. But, yeah, I mean, they need a full revamp. I'm pra- pragmatic about it. I I'm, I think that they will retool. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a reload. I think it's going to be like a, what were the Flyers calling it? Like an aggressive retool or something? Oh, two, two years ago. Is that a trigger word? Should I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. But I say the GM's name, but, but yes. I think they got the right, but, I, but I don't, I'm not worried about them not having the right people in place, you know? Yeah. Like I think Jim can coach. I think Ernst can go get For them. Sure. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see how they keep up with the, mm-hmm. with, with Messi, with, you know, 
messy league soccer. That's pretty good. I just thought of that. Right? Messy it's league pretty, soccer. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? I like it. Yeah, it yeah. is basically messy league soccer at yeah. this point. Um, Shirts getting printed as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. Someone, yeah. Someone's like, messy league soccer. Go, go. Yeah. Run with it. That's what it feels um, like. Yeah. yeah. So last couple of things I just want to hit on before we wrap up. And Kevin, we appreciate you taking time to join us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also heard as we're talking about Don Garber, ironically, reinstated Bruce Arena, the winningest coach in MLS history. He's free to work. In the MLS again. Uh, interesting enough, because as we know, resigned with New England this past season. Uh, there was an investigation that happened. That was just in September. It's only December, guys. And I know he was trying to actively um, step into the role with DC United. Uh, and he is a candidate to fill that spot. And he's back. Uh, that was interesting to me. I thought it was pretty fast, to be honest. Um I don't still don't know. We still don't know exactly what Did happened they ever in New England. What, no, they never we still don't even right? know. It's it's kind of shady in a little bit. Uh, so is it the responsibility of the league to be more transparent? That's what I feel that? like the league. Oh, be nice. Okay, I'm going to hope, but I don't like to assume that they did their due diligence and like fully seeing the investigation through. Yeah. But I would imagine something should have been released at this point if you're going to reinstate him. That there's more clarity as to why he had to, re- like, what exactly was toxic and happening behind the scenes that led to him resigning in the first place. Nobody, not a, yeah, not it a just, single reporter had a, like a single nothing. sniff of that. There wasn't even like a, a, a bad report out there. There were no reports on that. There was no chance that, that would happen in the NBA, though. Like, someone would have peeped that out. Oh, that's so. what I'm yeah, if there was a Woj or a Shams or something. Oh, like yeah. yeah. It was strange. Yeah, I just, that was such, such a random thing. I don't know, not to sidetrack it, but like, um, where did you guys come back with the Kai thing? Because there was the contract. That's offer. also a weird thing. But was too. that just a bona fide like we? You know, here's a guy who's out of contract. It's kind of like more like a, a procedural thing, like you to, to retain rights or something like that. You make them the bona fide offer. I don't know if they really wanted to bring Kai Wagner back. Mm. Did anybody? Did we ever? No, because it's also that, and actually, even Ali's been just kind of out there in the wind at this point. Yeah, too. the situation wasn't resolved. Yeah, like yeah. it's just out there in the wind. We don't really know what's going on. We're yeah. just kind Kai's, of waiting. Kai's team apparently appreciated the offer from what Ernst said, okay. but that's pretty much all we do know. And I don't know. It, it is going to be interesting because he obviously just signed the floor, and there's like. I guess there's like plans of possibly like developing. He might see some minutes this year, maybe like a, a rotational yeah. type of piece here and there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that left back position is definitely a huge question mark for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's weird to have these just kind of unknown situations. Like we have no idea what should be at least Bruce. a statement, you know, I mean like, like on the I'd Bruce arena, the Bruce arena thing, like maybe you run into a situation where there's like, you know, legal, you know, you got to worry about legal stuff or private. But then should he be reinstated so quickly? Well, that's a question, but then at least just give us a statement saying like, you know, Bruce arena has been reinstated following, you know, investigation found blah, blah, blah. Even yeah. just something, even if the statement says nothing, at least like make it less of a, uh, this, this crazy mystery you know yeah i mean all that there's that's out there is just inappropriate and insensitive remarks um but we don't know what that means like how how that could be anything Mm -hmm. i mean i don't like the sound of it but that could be literally anything so it's just it's weird to me that it just seems kind of quick and kind of like just swept under the rug a little bit of like Mm -hmm. well we're moving on on to the next team you go one of the most winningest managers in mls history too like we know nothing about what happened in new england it's just crazy um, well, I will run through this last thing because I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. Um, okay. Since part of what we're doing here for all of you guys tuning in uh, at PHOI Union Podcast, we're not just talking Union, we're not just talking MLS, but we're going around the world. Soccer is a global sport. Um, and that also includes men's and women's side because why not? You know, obviously myself, as I'm going to wherever I can plug in women's soccer as much as I possibly can. So FIFA did announce the finalists for the Coach of the Year Award. 
Um, Emma Hayes was one of them who now is going to be stepping in with the U or has officially uh, been awarded the opportunity to coach the U.S. women's national team. The list of the best FIFA coaches, by the way, is phenomenal. On the women's side, it's Jonathan Giraldez, Emma Hayes, and Serena Wiegman. On the men's side, it's Pep Guardiola. I can never say his last name, guys. I'm sorry. I just can't. I just can't. Guardiola. 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 Gosh, it just it doesn't roll off my tongue as well. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, Simone Inzaghi and Luciano Spalletti. So a lot of great coaches there. And with Emma Hayes taking over for the U.S. Women's National Team, it led me down a rabbit hole, which is why I had to bring it here on the show, that there was a report, according to FIFA, that one in five, one in five, there's four of us in this room, including Julia. So one of us, if we added a fifth person, uh, would be in, involved in this. One in five women's World Cup players were abused online um, this, during the World Cup run. Uh, then saying that they were 29% more likely to receive online abuse than those at the men's tournament. And I thought that was astonishing. Like really? It's, yeah. Uh, one in five players at the Women's World Cup, not just with the U.S. women's national team, guys, with the women at all 150, it's 152 players that they're referring to that received targeted, discriminatory, abusive, or threatening messages. And that's abuse, hate speech, anything. That's just online. So Disgusting. Uh, these are definitely just like old heads that have nothing better to do. It gets worse. 50% of those were abusive messaging around homophobic, sexual or sexist remarks as well. Yeah, they just have nothing. Because like the thing is, is that like when like even like when I talk like women's sports, like on social media, like the one thing I get is like, oh, dude, no one cares about women's sports. Uh, so like it's like so. OK, so those stats are like, all right, so you guys literally have nothing better to do. And you're just going on to these these accounts and then just spreading negative thoughts that's interesting i guess I don't I've, know. I've noticed that my work day tends to be better uh like like disproportionate to the amount of time that i sit there on twitter <laughs> you know, oh, I, don't, for sure. I don't think that's any surprise to anybody <laughs> but I, you know it's it's yeah i think it, i guess a disappointing the most disappointing thing to hear there is uh that it extends beyond uh the united united states team yeah. it, you had the built-in like political stuff megan rapino the kneeling carly lloyd and all that stuff there was some built-in everybody everybody was good was already gonna take their side mm -hmm. and have their say about it um but i don't sense that i mean i'm not familiar if there's other situations like that for the for every other country you know so it would suggest to me that just generic um it's bound to try not to i'm trying to pick it's, my words yeah you it's know. bad it's just yeah. bad uh espn reported the u.s women's national team has received more than twice the number of discriminatory or threatening posts of any other nation it just when i read that i was like first of all i, I had to bring it to the to our viewers attention uh, more than just like retweeting it but i was i was i'm sad by that you know no, women's sports are growing and i know i remember i put a i put um a couple of tweets out that like caught all this heat and like one of them, I was saying like, people will never understand how exhausting it is being a woman in sports. People were like, how can it be so tiring? You're not doing construction. You're not a doctor that's like performing heart surgery. I'm like, whoa, first of all, just my perspective. Like I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm not saying they're not exhausting. I'm just saying mine is also exhausting. But people are still very much stuck, a lot of people, I should say, not everyone, stuck in this old mindset of like yeah. women's sports just is not a thing and it's not the same. It's not as exciting. It's not as, you know, whatever. And they just completely disrespect female in sports, period. Definitely female athletes, but women in sports in, at all. And I was like, this is mind boggling to me that as we're talking about the growth of the game and all these exciting things happening around the world, unfortunately for the women's side, even as much as it's growing, 
there's still so much hate, discriminatory comments that are just being sent to them for no reason. It's, like you don't see people sending that to Messi or Ronaldo. It, it's so it's so weird because like I'm I'm not a big college basketball guy, but I I, I love basketball, so I'll sit down and watch college basketball. Love so like for me, like sports, like I love sports. I don't care what the gender is. I don't care what league it is. I'll, I'll watch it. Like mm-hmm. and like for some of these people, like they they're just like, oh, women's basketball. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope at least like on the American side, I, I it seems kind of weird to say, but I think Megan Rapino retiring. I think the 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 longer it is that Carly Lloyd is away from the game, at mm-hmm. least here, it'll kind of <clears throat> some of that stuff will subside because a lot of that was charged on political and social lines, and you had the equal pay thing. You had a lot of highly publicized. Yeah you know debates that were that were they were everywhere right so you know if that if that fades a little bit and i'm not saying that's a good thing i mean like if they're fighting for what they think they deserve then it should yeah. be publicized. it should be out there but i think naturally as that kind of as that kind of subsides i think less of that you know specific players being you know representing a certain side of the argument i think that will kind of help a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah i mean the women's game has grown so much more in other countries outside of here you know i mean like that's Yes, yeah. unfortunately, it's going to come with the territory. So I think the moral of the story always is just never go on social media. <laughs> yeah. When the guy was probably the biggest soccer player in Colombia right now after the tournament she had mm-hmm. and then the World yeah. Cup. So yeah. it's it's definitely growing worldwide and, and we just got to keep supporting. Yeah, I know Jillian in the chat is saying it's sad in 2023. It's yeah. still happening. I agree. I, agree. I think, you know, I always I always like to tell people <clears throat> as much as we try to act like you know, discriminatory comments of any kind, whether it be homophobic, racist, sexist, whatever it is, don't exist. They still do. They still do. And this this article, when it came out and FIFA posted these numbers, it, it made me very sad that these are athletes. These are just people at the end of the day. More important, like sports aside, they're somebody's daughter, sister, aunt, mom, whatever, just out there Facts. doing what they love. And they're getting completely torn apart um, and just disrespected just because, just because. Um, so moral of the story again is, Either stay off of social media altogether. And if you're on social <laughs> Kevin, media, yeah, please. Everything comes back to just don't please. go on. Don't look at be social media. Nice. Don't go just on. Be nice. Don't read your DMs. Don't log on to Instagram. Just be everywhere. nice. <laughs> and just the, minute, <laughs> the minute Philly gets NWSL, WNBA team, oh we're going to be the first ones here covering and yes. talk about it here. So. For sure. For sure. All right, guys. Well, as we wrap up, it is the holiday season. Um, you know, it's we're days away from Christmas. Okay, I don't know what you celebrate. Actually, I don't like to be. I don't like to make assumptions. Okay, I, what's in your What's in your household? Where Where are you guys on holidays right now? What we, are you blasting? What's the decorations? Uh, I'm always blasting heavy metal whenever I can, no matter what the okay. season is. Uh, Julie loves you. But uh, no, we're a Christmas family. But I, I would say that um, whether you are religious or not, <clears> the <throat> secular elements of Christmas are very are very positive. We're buying things. We're doing things for other people. We're making yeah. time for people who are not ourselves. So that's my um, feel good moral. Uh, there you uh, go. Sharing on that yeah. on that topic, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I like that. Nick yeah. Sirianni, aka Santa. <laughs> drunk Sirianni. Yeah, drunk, drunk, <laughs> drunk, drunk Sirianni. Sirianni. Yeah, yeah. And then a festivist for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are just eleven days away <laughs> from Christmas, so on uh, our show we will be doing some exciting things as we near the holidays. Uh, we also have a fun thing coming up on Tuesday. We'll be at Reading Terminal Market. Yeah. So for you guys that want to come out and join us for some fun in person, we will be live from Reading Terminal Market with all of our PHOI shows. Minus this one because soccer uh, just didn't fit in the bill, apparently. <laughs> but anyway.
is you can come out and meet the team Tuesday. We'll be there starting I'll be as there early too, as Eugene 10 Krabs. in the morning. I know Eugene Krabs is specifically asking for JP. He loves there. you, JP. And I love you too, um, Eugene. Just no, crash and you guys should go rogue and just do your setup. Like, we just, just do, Don't tell them that you're doing it and just be like, oh, yeah, here we are. We're I actually the think the reasoning, and I don't know this, Julie is actually ironically the person that would know it more than me. I think it just came down to time because we already have like hours that we're going to be there and we just yeah. maybe couldn't fit another hour. I don't okay, know. so you just bring, you just set so up a studio gonna, on the side and say, hey, there's yeah. been a late addition to the schedule. For sure. So. For sure. We'll have the food there. We'll have lots of talk about it. We may even have an impromptu union show. Who knows? Here like, we we'll just going to crash the other shows. But I know Jamie and I will be kicking off the Philly show first thing in the morning and then we'll be rolling through with our Sixers, Eagles, and Flyers shows as well. And maybe, maybe a pop-up union show. You never know. But be sure to give us uh, a follow to keep up to date with all those details. And I want to give a special thank you to our guest, Kevin, for, you know, working through traffic, getting into the city, you know, dodging around the school buses and everything. I I feel like such a dope showing up late. But I I, know, thanks for having me. It was great to come down and check it out and everything. And, uh, yeah, I'm always willing to... You know, come support a new union show. It's uh, anybody who's doing union content, soccer content, Philly. You know, I'm uh, I'm all about it. Amen. Yes, yeah. yes. Appreciate you. Guys. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again for taking time to to even be here in person with us. I'm seeing some Yamamoto stuff, and I'm gonna go check it out because you guys are getting me excited. <laughs> You're getting me a little pumped up here. If yeah. it is true that he's meeting with, if John Clark's reports are real, um, Jose is saying, I know a couple other people. So we'll check in on that. But yes, Kevin, we're going to have to have you back here sure. on the show at some point. Absolutely. For sure. Hopefully we're talking about more positive times around the union. Hopefully we'll talk about, a, you know, a big money <laughs> signing or, uh, you know, a trophy nice. that they're lifting up right. or something like that. We're, think, we're thinking uh, positive thoughts. Fingers crossed. Hey, fingers crossed. Go. Positive thoughts as we are in the holiday season and all we want for Christmas is some positive thoughts for the union that we can talk about. So uh, with that being said hope you guys have a great rest of your day for julia jp our special guest kevin and myself renee thanks for tuning in to phoi union podcast we will see you guys on two nope no nope no nope 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 that was just habit it was a trick we won't see you on tuesday we'll actually see you on monday we'll be doing the live show instead so we're gonna be bumping our tuesday show to monday where you guys can tune in live and we can continue this conversation then so have a great weekend we'll see you guys back here on monday for more phoi union podcast Doop. Y'all silly like the mayor. 